Hello, welcome to Dealer's Choice. This week I had the choice which would make me the dealer, but the dealer also has friends. And uh, this week my friends are Zach and Alex. Hello. Hello, we are playing the movie roulette wheel. All right. (laughs) Is that stretching the theme too far? It's too late on a Sunday night. (laughs) I'm so tired. It is 3am. It's not (laughs) 3am. Oh, Morgan, what did we watch today? We watched the 2003 Australian Classic. crime comedy movie mm-hmm. written and directed by uh, Tony, Tony Martin. Martin. Mm. It's called Bad Eggs. Mm. And it's it stars a wonderful ca- uh, cadre of uh, yeah. Australian performers yeah. and mm. uh, comedians. Mm. All, I think... I think most of the main cast of actors all appear in Cracker Jack as well. I think. Yeah, that would probably. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that. That feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I feel like I don't know. I know this isn't the thing, but it feels like the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Except there's no third one. <laughs> but yeah. like, I'm feeling like from what I've heard, like Cracker Jack. hundred percent. This feels same, like similar cast, similar writing. Well, mm. even just talking about Cornetto trilogy, this does like thematically, I think, very fit alongside the Cornetto movies really well. Well, I did say they're doing the, the hot, hot fuss buzz, thing yeah. uh, there at the end. Um, yeah, what a good movie, man. What, like, truly, I think, unappreciated gem, in a way. And let's be honest, this is what the podcast was for. Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> I would podcast never have watched Bad Eggs. Never, ever, ever. ever. Oh, I'm probably, if I knew about I would, it. It's if weird. It, I feel like... If it, it came on and you saw that first scene, I think yeah. you would watch it. Yep. Yep, yeah. totally. Uh, I just I feel like people have heard of Cracker Jack. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like people Jack haven't heard around. of like Bad no. Eggs. No, not at all. I and I remember Bad Eggs. I remember the, the, the to do about it being it wasn't that good. Which is a shame. Because mm. that movie's great. Oh my god, yes. I think I wanted to preface it by saying I think I'm gonna be quite positive about this movie. Ooh, different. Mm. And I'm <laughs> And <laughs> I'll be quite negative. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and, and like to the po- I think I'm gonna talk it up quite a lot. But I, I don't think it ever gets like I don't think it's a cinematic it is extremely subtle I just think it hits its mark so consistently like every I think every line is delivered perfectly I think the music is perfect for the tone yeah Um, I think the homages are always sensible and funny and interesting Mm -hmm. and I think it's quite a tight story well it's only what the 90 minutes story Mm. Uh, and and like also it's main cast are not it's so strange because they're they're incompetent, but they're also quite competent, mm-hmm. and they're idiots, but they're also quite clever, <laughs> and they're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um in in a great way. Like, I th- I feel like I was watching this going. It's it it might be a trope in a lot of these movies to make the main characters either oblivious to their incompetence. Mm. Or very aware and like down on themselves. Mm. But these guys were just like, ah, it's life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a super Australian like attitude to it, I felt, which was really great, mm. which blended into the movie really perfectly. Um, I had a fucking delightful time. Thank you, Morgan, for showing us this. You're movie. welcome. Oh, no, I, I echo a lot of that. <laughs> and just to say about the cops, too, the other flip side is, oh, they've got like a dark, brooding past. <laughs> or like they're, they're like super intelligent. Yeah, or yeah. like there's something just a they're, little bit, you know. They're fucked up because yeah. of the shit that they see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And there's none of that. <laughs> These guys are just a couple boys on the top. Yeah. yeah. Which, honestly, that rings so fucking true. Mm. <laughs> mm. And like, feels so different than oh, a lot of other yeah, uh, yeah. ones you see. 
I, like such an incredibly grounded movie for some of the ridiculous stuff that happens the whole time. I was just like, feasibly, this could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> like mm. feasibly, all of this shit could have taken place. And I don't think, <laughs> I, I think I'd be reading it. If, if this was a real story, I'd be like, oh my God, that's fucking crazy. But it wouldn't be like, this is made up. Mm. Yeah. Mm. At no point was I like, this is beyond the bounds. Like if we talk about hot fuzz, hot fuzz... <laughs> Well, it's I think definitely something that could not have happened. <laughs> yeah, but I think this film is probably in tone very yeah. similar to Hot Oh, Fuzz, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. without, uh, to your point, Zach, without the sort of artistic flourishes that Edgar Wright does yeah, yeah. To, no. to the film. Like, I think of Hot Fuzz, I think of that transition shot where he's got the plant and, of course, and he's just going and the, and it's just from his apartment to the train to the... the action in, in Edgar Wright movies is so, like, fun and interesting. Mm, and, transitions and are, yeah, top-notch as well. It's all about uh, putting an exclamation point yep. on, like, the yep. one shot or diving through the air or, like, mm-hmm. making sure the, the music hits at the right time. Mm-hmm. And this movie is all, all about, like, make sure the gag hits. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the gag fucking hit a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I think, yeah, the tone is yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Does someone want to, like, do, like, a spoiler-free sum-up of what the premise of this movie is? I'm happy to. Yeah, yeah. go for it, yeah. I'll so, add anything you get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so there, so it, uh, there's two cops and they, they, they work in something called the Zero Tolerance Unit, which seems to be... Zed to you. Zed to you, which seems to be just some crime unit set up by the Premier to uh, get the bad guys or cut through the red tape, which I love that because that is such a real thing that exists throughout all Australian... <laughs> it seems like it's just been a thing that it has existed in Australian like police culture for so fucking long. Like, we have so many units like that these days who are like internally so convinced they get results but externally when you do like assessments of these teams they're really bad <laughs> they're just bad ideas and they cause a lot of problems and they do a lot of collateral damage things uh, which is what we saw them doing the very first scene when we saw them operate is them just pulling guns out they don't show their badges they don't do anything <laughs> like that they just shoot a guy <laughs> 12 times oh, it's so good after he's crashed a car <laughs> Oh my god, that started scene. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so we've got the ZTU. We've got two officers working in the ZTU who are fucking up consistently. You know, they put on notice. They put. They're, they're on thin ice, but they've got to finish this investigation, or they've got to like look into the death of this one person, uh, and then um, they unravel unravel a a level of corruption that goes to the very top. You know, classic like LA Confidential kind of storyline thing um, with homages to Mission Impossible or, or no that'd be Ocean's Eleven mm. uh, I, and I'm sure a couple of other, oh The Matrix the shoot the when when they do the flashback to the head he's I all think that shooting there like, is homages to like because they've got all the pigeons and stuff from like mm. the John Woo yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a little bit of John yeah. Woo yeah. vibe yeah. to it yep um, great great fucking little cult movie and wrapped up really well I thought I really enjoyed it <laughs> There wasn't a little. There wasn't a lot of fat on the script at all. No, which is great. Which is great to see. Yeah. And if there was, you would go, well, you know, it's only a ninety-minute film. Mm. Yeah, why is there fat? Mm. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, sorry, Mick Mulloy stars in it. Tony Martin. Tony Martin wrote and directed it. Yep. Um, and cameoed in it. And cameoed yeah. in it. And that's what I couldn't remember. I'm like, surely he does a cameo, but I, yeah. I don't remember it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't remember that. Obviously, mm. it's a very small cameo. Uh, and I just think it's fucking. St- Good movie. Very fun. Very oh, fun. Oh, and it's got that Aussie sense of humour about it too that I really liked. Uh, we were talking just before we hit record, you know, 
or what one is our favourite gag of the film. Hundreds of... Like, it's got, the, like, the Kath and Kim thing, where I feel like if I watched it again... I'd pick up a little bit more. You'd yeah. see all the mm. actual jokes coming out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fucking great. I kind of think it... Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's as, as iconic and... Uh, influential as the castle but this kind of slots alongside the castle really well in like this is very specifically an Australian movie mm. but I think it does translate I think I it would, would hope translate. it would translate yeah, mm. I, w- I would really hope someone like some someone from overseas could watch this and get it and have a good time watching it probably not hear all the humour and not see all the jokes but I still think it's fucking good dry comedy mm. yeah mm. 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 Morgan why did you show it to us um, Why? <laughs> well, a I wanted to rewatch it because yeah, I haven't nice, seen this in nice. a long time, and I was like, I remember like this is like when I watched a kid, my parents showed me. I remember liking it. I'll see if it still holds up, and also like, I feel like no one ever talks about it. No, no, no one had ever yeah. heard of it. And I'm like, this is like the perfect like this is like what's like I, it's a movie I liked when I was a kid. I'll rewatch it, but also like ideally you guys haven't seen it, so mm. I'll show it to you. No, it's it, fe- it seemed to feel, but also like, I feel like this is like a like I've got a list of movies. This is like a recent one. Like I just remembered it all of a sudden, like mm. like six months ago. And I was like, fuck, I need to rewatch that. And I was like, oh, I'll do it on the podcast or whatever. God, it, it really is good. Like, it, it does feel like something I think you would see in, like, a media studies course. In, like, you know, you've got a small budget, you've got good cast, and you've got a good script. What do you do with your movie? How do you limit yourself? How do you keep it tight and produce something that is going to be coherent and logical and, you know, is your idea at the end of the day? Because it's really fucking hard to make a movie. Mm. But this does it so well, I think. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, you know, to go to the cast, you think about every, oh, you're not every, but like a lot of established uh, Australian comedians nowadays mm, mm. were in that film, which is now 20 years old. Mm, mm. You think of your Mick Malloy's, you yeah. think of your... Uh, um, Sean McAuliffe. Sean McAuliffe. <laughs> like, you know, there were so many in this film. That, uh, Judith Lucy. Judith Lucy. Uh, yeah, so many in this film. Uh, Alan Burrow as well. Uh Yeah. Um, so many that you're like, wow, look at that cast you've assembled. <laughs> and in retrospect, I don't know if it was this big back then, but you look at it and you go, geez, Louise. Um, mm. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, but it was a, like a Tony Martin thing to cast. Well, if if Mick Molloy's going to beat it and if Mick Molloy needs a love interest, it's going to be... It's, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like one person cast, but that... that Still, she's a fucking outstanding. Oh, Judith Lucy. Judith Lucy delivers lines like nobody so does. Funnily. It's so good. Um, no, I had so much fun watching this. I was so, like, I, I said this is like edging up to a 9 out of 10. I think it was a 9 out of 10 for me because I just, yeah, every time they had a chance to um, deliver a line or a plot point or, or shoot a shot, they were just nailing it. Yeah, and I, I got to say with the gags too, and there are quite a few, it's not. It's the variety of the mm, gags. It's mm. not just all slapstick no, vibes, yeah. like the sliding down of the mirror. Or the it's car. not or the car, <laughs> the so or it's good. it's not all visual gags, mm-hmm. like uh, the third newspaper article. <laughs> but there are some, uh, you know, or, or like a uh, you know the clown car van type <laughs> thing, like you know. Uh, but there are some you know verbal ones. Like it's the diversity of gags. It's not yep. like you're doing the same thing over again. You know, I was reminded at one point of that old, uh, you know, cup of Java <laughs> from the film that must not be named. Like it knew when to hold and when to cut. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It knew exactly mean. when it's like, this gag has fulfilled its purpose <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, we will yeah, end yeah, yeah, yeah. that. The, no, so, absolutely. Like, And it would have come off, because obviously all these comedians, I think, met on The Late Show. 
mm. which is like 90. Yeah, well, late I 90s. I want to say 91. Is oh, it late 90s? I, I, Maybe it's late 90s. I don't know. Um, but that's obviously where Tony Martin and Mick Malloy yeah. first, I think, first started writing sketches together. Um, but this seems like like um, kind of an artist hitting their stride, mm. which is what it was. Yeah, that's where I think the tightness comes from. They they knew exactly what was too much. They knew yep. exactly how yep. to deliver the lines that were getting written. The fucking ladder when they're trying when they're in that that room with the ceiling that's like thirty I, I, feet. I did love it because like initially it's like oh yeah he's standing on yeah. his shot. He's like, and you so were already ridiculous. like that's a tall ceiling, that's and then it zooms out, and they're standing like, on chairs on a table. table. <laughs> oh, that was so good. And then to like, at, like to take, oh, just to take the step forward to cut, and then you see the ladder that is perfectly that size. Yeah, it's like, oh, I think you need to get that ladder. Oh, over there. ideal, <laughs> so fucking good. Oh my god, and and like this comes on after we've seen them fuck up so bad. <laughs> three times. Yeah, three times. <laughs> I love I love those headlines so much because it's like and like the I think the better joke in all of that is that they never get fired. Yeah, it's like the, the first the first the first one happens. He's like, "You guys, this is a firing offense. You should be fired." And then the second one happens, and it's like, "Oh, surely they get fired." The third one, third one occurs, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you get suspended." Yeah, oh, no, no, you're just you. Uh, um, I don't even you can't know. leave the building. Yeah. which is what they said at one just, point. And you just like. I uh, like I love that so much because if you're frustrated that they wouldn't fire cops, you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, oh so fucking solid. Um, Nosh, did you have any particular high highlights that haven't been mentioned? Nah, the letter was good. <laughs> I liked the clown car, yeah. uh, armored van mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. van type thing. I liked the fact that it was a family first premiere of Victoria, <laughs> which I thought That's was a great. Like little, yeah, just a little, just a little <laughs> nod a nice there. Little inside joke there, like yeah. Fuck, I don't know. We've had, we've definitely have conservative governments, and I don't know we've ever. Yeah, but not that yeah. conservative. Oh, it's so and, and the fact that it's Sean McAuliffe. <laughs> <laughs> that was one interesting point in the movie, which like this is fairly harsh spoilers, but a premier gets kidnapped. <laughs> And I like that in 2003, like, because that happens in an afternoon. So he steps out mm. for lunch with these guys yep. and then he's gone for, and I'm like, God, if it happened now, if, if a premier stepped out and was gone for two hours, I feel like someone would notice immediately. You know mm. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just because they're more involved now. Because before they just it's a lot easier to, uh, like, you know, they, they'll have an aide there that's yeah. got their phones and their social medias and shit like that. Like mm. they'd always, so, surely they'd always be connected to someone. And get, be able to get in touch with someone. Yes. Well, you know, I think a lot of the film works because you don't have the mobile phone, or you do, but it's a bit clunky. Mm. Well, yeah, it's still, it's early. Uh, it's early because it's yeah. yeah, it's early noughties. Yeah. Um. So a lot of that is because oh, well, I've got to call on the payphone and yeah. leave a message yeah. in yeah. Judith Lucy's voice bank. Yeah. Yep. Or uh, yeah. Anyway, there's there's quite a few moments there. I was like, oh, this is funny. Nice little time capsule. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I was going to touch on like because this movie is like it's kind of serious and grounded, but funny, mm. but it's also like casually absurd at times as well. Yes. Like the opening scene, there is a moment with like a car and it's like, oh, that's kind of 100%. fun. But then they like double down on that when it like his body no one, goes out of a car into well, a new car and no one like is I'd say the double down. The double down is when no one is noticing it. It, <laughs> yeah. it gets it gets literally all the way to the stage and no one's seen it. I do like how casually it just goes yeah. through the shopping mall. 
And then the second car starts rolling and that's where it's just like yeah, they understand how to build yeah. on the bit. And it's there's so another cool. one that's like really, there's like this this running gag about barrels in the office. It's like, mm. it's just one of those stories. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that didn't happen. It's just what, and then like that actually happens and they just like, like they show these barrels and it just cuts to them going down the road. The, and then it just cuts away and they're at home sore, but they've moved on with yes. the story. Oh, like amazing. it's so absurd. Yeah. It's like, the, Huge. Huge. it's like, it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, that must be like an inside joke. So we're yeah, like, who yeah. comes up mm. with that? Like, like, it's such a dumb yeah, yeah. premise. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, he sticks him in barrels and, and chucks him down, down the stairs. stairs. Yeah, yeah. And he had to go to hospital after one of those incidents. And I still, I can't even remember why. Like, I feel like it's just high <laughs> nah. blood pressure or something. Mm. And I, cause it's like a thing. Cause it, like they say it at the start and then one of the characters just keeps being like, why would he have barrels in an office? Yeah, like, yeah, it's one of those things yeah, where it's like, yeah, yeah it yeah. sounds dumb. And where would he get it from? Where would he <laughs> get the barrels? And he, just, uh, he, he has them, yeah. It's it's just, yeah, casually absurd, but still manages to stay grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even even like the, the 80s flashback <laughs> there where they're training uh, McMalloy and Judas. The Lucia boots of the jumpsuit are <laughs> fucking amazing. And they've got oh the big God. hair. They've got the mullet. Hair combo, it's so good. And it's they're so shooting solid. the shit out oh, of those. The best uh, thing about that is like it's so effective that scene. And yet, when you like, when I was watching it, I'm like, you could do this like a student movie. Like, it's yeah. literally like a warehouse. They've got a bunch of these prop things yep. and like some lights and some smoke. Yep. And some fake. I'm like, but it's so effective. Yet mm-hmm. it is so simple. Yep. <laughs> I, think, I think it works so well because they don't take it seriously. Like, yeah. Because yeah. they know that it's a joke and it it just like gets nailed. You're just like, yeah, I'm there to watch the joke and the joke is. <laughs> I understand what you're talking. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but even from the absurd point of view, like you know, all the all the cardboard cutouts <laughs> pop up and they've got the little love heart, uh, the, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, targets on them. Uh, you know, fuck it all. So good. Oh, I um, think you're embellishing there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk about the story, but we're into spoilers now. So the storyline, mm. like, did you guys? Get, I, I feel like I I understood it, mm. but yeah. I'm also like. I don't know what the payoffs were for. Like there were all these payoffs like a while ago, but I'm like, I'm not exactly sure why why? they were paying off these like 29 police officers. Yeah. And and, like, it was like some property guy got killed. I'm like, I'm like, I know there's corruption here and it's from a while ago and all these people are involved. I don't know why they did it at the time. So the connection I think was the premier. It was the premier was taking money from the gambling millionaire to deregulate the gambling houses and allow credit cards to be directly linked to slot machines, which fuck that's, <laughs> Oh, I know that happens. I know you can like tap and stuff, but the idea that you could just put your credit card in and go and literally spend an afternoon and lose 10 grand like that, that'd be fucked. Um, but I think those payments that were made to coppers were payments to the premier ultimately. And they just used a whole bunch of alias. They, they used the aliases, I think from the entire unit to collect single payments that added up to like, Half a million dollars or whatever it was. And the unit was basically set up as the Premier's own little yeah. police Laundry. force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> which, again, not outside the realm of possible. That's that, that's it, where the grounding comes in. Where it's like, mm. These are like mundane corruptions. It's also like, I feel like... Look who you're speaking you're to, You're like, Morgan. oh yeah, corruption is like a like a big problem now. And then, then you, I feel like you always look back and go, no, I feel like it's always oh, been a problem. Always it's always been, been, been a issue. problem. Yeah, it's 100%. fucked up. Well, it's, it's like... <laughs> they never fix it. It's like that TikTok that I think you sent me or, or like we ran around where it's like, you know how there are a lot of train lines in the Southeast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all the train stations in the Southeast and that all basically came down to one MP from like 1940 who knew a whole bunch of rich people and became the transport minister and was like, hey, would you like a train station? Pay me some money. And that's <laughs> why we have so many train stations God in the Southeast. God bless him. 100%. 100%. And, and you're just like, well... 
yeah, maybe corruption's just a systematic thing that just happens. <laughs> like people who want money and power, it's pretty easy to bribe them. Yeah. Mm. I uh, we and we all reap the benefits out here in the southeast. Do we all reap the benefits? Uh, Gambling? No. <laughs> you um, you're in the east. Did you get a bit? I want let's. Let's have a conversation that our two main characters have in the movie. Alex, have you ever taken a bribe? <laughs> I haven't, no. <laughs> have you taken a bribe? I resent the question. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm too I'm too not important. <laughs> Fuck. Um God, good movie, Morgan. <laughs> did you did you notice anything in particular watching it and you were just like did you remember any scenes in particular? Because I think um, I, I remember the opening this. scene, which is oh. really like I, I remembered it, but it was so much fun to watch. It's so yeah. I think it gets you in instantly very well. <laughs> You're like, what is going on here? Mm. It feels like such a like scene for me, the Ferris Bueller's Day Off or the Blues Brothers. Mm. Like the way it's shot and the way all the kind of would it, would it be stunt work? The lady that just gets out the way of the car, I think that's so brilliant. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. like a little bit tense, but also so fucking funny. And then when it just slips into the shopping center, I was like, yeah. this is ideal. Not to um like get into what we've been watching, but I have rewatched Blues Brothers recently. And I was like, it, the, in the back call. of my head while that was happening, I was going, because like there is like a scene where they drive through a mall and stuff in that. And it's like, it was like giving me flashbacks to that, but it was like, it was like kind of quiet. It was just, it was kind of like satisfying to watch. Like it all lined up and like it literally just went into the mall. It didn't hit anything like it unobstructed. No one is noticing it. Like I'm like, oh, this is like, clicking something in my brain yeah. I'm really enjoying this and like fully understanding once you've seen like the new car see the car coming fully understanding what's going to happen yeah. and just like the ideal thing that where his body just comes out does a flip <laughs> lands in, <laughs> lands the, new in car. the new car awesome so far oh, or even like when Mick Molloy falls off uh, the table and he does a flip looking at the photo <laughs> yeah he's like in the <laughs> yeah, air it does like, like slow-mo all, all of a sudden like, uh, like nostalgic and nice for him. Oh, amazing. Movie. And then you fully expect the guy to fall on oh, top I of him. Yeah. And then he doesn't. And then you it just And you're like and you're like, deck. oh there's no and it's like I feel like there's a subversion there of like, oh the light is not gonna hold him. But like the light is holding it and it's just kind of absurd of this guy hanging from this apparently amazingly sturdy light. Just like maybe you could get the ladder. <laughs> it's just Particularly when it didn't look too sturdy when yeah. he was up there. It's very like, it's yeah, it's funny. Really are a couple of those like uh setups without payoffs that become the joke like i was expecting a huge shootout at the end mm. but then it did like i think i was saying to you guys it did occur to me that maybe they don't have the money for it but then the, the actual but it pays off. is quite good yeah I, I really enjoyed it it's very enjoyable to watch that <laughs> and i think there's a i'm gonna hazard a guess there's a bazooka yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Oh, the whole conversation <laughs> is great yeah yeah i love mick malloy's tone throughout the whole movie because he's like he's always like smug He's never like, God, I'm so smart. He's always just like, fucking got you, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Dickhead. I think there is a thing where it's like, they are underestimated, but they're aware. They're like, we act like we just, we don't, but we can, if we want to like turn it on, you know, like we're like, if we need to, we can like go and do our job, but like, fuck that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then the people underestimate them and they're like, Hey, see, gotcha. That's, I can do my job. Suck they've, shit. Uh, they've done some good work. Like that guy being the stand in behind in the, in like the crime stoppers. <laughs> Oh some great work that he's done. Fuck, but that was that's that might be my favorite joke. His line yeah. saying, "God, I've done some good work being a stand-in for Crime Stoppers." In the back, just in looking busy uh, in the background of like oh, the news report. So, like, you just, 
I think the best part about that is, like, I just know people where that would be true. They would say something like that and be like, yeah, I was real proud of those days when I did nothing. Yep. I pretended to do work. (laughs) Um, I think the only gag for me that didn't work Mm. as well, if we're being, you know, a little bit critical. No, please. uh, was after the uh, explosion in the house mm. and they're trying to follow the van. Yeah, there. that went on for a bit It long. went on for a bit long. We're talking about timing there. That was the only one that I felt overstayed yeah. its welcome. Yeah. True, 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 I think that was probably the only gag out of the whole film where I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been, you the, know. The, uh, the bad guys in the van not looking anywhere but no. straight ahead. <laughs> yep. I love how they were just like not talking. They were just listening to the music. Yeah. But like they all were like, they, they were all so like, they were just like they're like intense. listening to it, but they weren't. It wasn't like they were showing they were into it. They were just like like analyzing. It, it was so weird. It was a weird shot. But yeah, I think it did go on. I think like it was. It's like I like the idea, and then like yeah. I think when he says you're hugging the butter gutter a bit close, it's like then like that's good. You've hit your mark. But then yep. it kept going. Yes. And I was like, eh, okay. Um, also, like now that I'm thinking about it, them blowing up the house is a bit of a strange thing because then why have the bug inside why listen to them if you know they're going inside why to know they're both there make sure that they're in there but they watched them go into the house yeah but it doesn't mean that they didn't sneak out the back but they did sneak out like this this is my point like if, <laughs> if the whole point was to have the bug to make sure that they were inside when they blew the house up clearly that wasn't good enough it might have already been bugged from before though yeah yeah They've true. Been listening they were just to them. they were just there to blow, blow it up but they're like we've got the bug we might as well listen well you know Zach perfect movie when you're a when you're a bent copper uh <laughs> Please. You sometimes don't think straight. You see you see enemies everywhere. You're worried that your past is gonna catch up with you. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I ask you a question, Nosh? Mm. As uh, in your experience, what's the best way to get away with it? <laughs> Hypothetically, <of course. laughs> Hypothetically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, get a grenade. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Kidnap oh a premier. God. And take uh, him to like the last scene in seven, like in like in like which <laughs> which is like Altham, like, <laughs> <laughs> which is like kind of I'm sure wherever that was shot is this beautiful, lovely pro- like yep. suburb now that's got like yeah. all kinds. <laughs> but I'm definitely getting like an end of seven vibe uh, from like the you know yeah city. I remember I remember that like bit. I don't remember how it ended, but I remember them on the road. With mm, mm. I also like as much as like I love a heist movie mm. like that's that's the thing i'd completely forgotten there was a heist in this movie so i was like oh yeah sick i'd forgotten about this. honestly like well we commented we're like it's a morgan movie yeah, yeah it's gonna, it's be, gonna a be a heist yeah what a nice heist as well like you've got yeah. the whole Simple. setup you've got your problems you've got the escalation you've got them getting rumbled even though it was executed properly great great heist yeah i had progressed the, the story along fantastic yep. yeah Loved it. it was a good fun time um, and then the other thing I wanted to touch on was <laughs> I wrote this scene got a very big reaction from you. Mm. The uh, the the shooting inside the police headquarters. Oh my lord! <laughs> that because the first that shot was it was awkward. so unexpected. But it is a great cutaway where you just go to the coppers just working and just they don't notice anything. And I'm like, why did he notice the the last shot? <laughs> yeah. Why did he notice the last shot at all? Maybe it was like quiet, like it had quietened down. He's like, oh, I can hear the guy. And like, it, of course, like. Just like no one went, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> why didn't you scream out or yep. anything? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and it's so it's so easy to stage a crime scene, it seems. Apparently. So quickly. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> he was thinking on his feet. It also wasn't that big a deal. He's like, why did the photos were folded? Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, the jig isn't up, man. No, <laughs> I know. But apparently it was. And also, like, his partner was arguing, like, 
was on his side. Yep. <laughs> it was yep. so obviously on his side. Oh, it was amazing. Great scene. <laughs> it's a good movie. Do you recommend people watch this? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, they should. Yeah. 90 minutes, it's nothing of your time. It's on it's stand. Fucking funny. Beautiful. Great Beautiful. Movie. Yeah, it's a good yeah. fun time. And yeah, I just, I'm... I'm also... I'm st- I want to. I haven't listened to it, but I want to. But I'm really appreciate. I like Tony Barton. I, mm. I want to listen to Sizzle Town, which is his podcast, which is apparently really good. Mm. But yeah, I just wish he were like. I, there's a lot of reviews for this one being like, oh, he's he's doing he, like Tony Martin, great star. Looking forward to what he does. But I feel like he hasn't done like a movie. Like he's kind of dropped no. off that. Far. It'd be, it'd be cool to like see him jump yeah. back into like, I, even a TV show. Something. I would love Stan or something to give him money to mm. make a show because he's a he's a fucking smart man. Yeah, he he's knows very how funny. to write a joke, and he yeah, knows, and he knows how to write a ninety minute. Movie with <laughs> gags all over it, which mm-hmm. fuck that's hard to to because mm, it's by. also like writer director. Like I, I assume he maybe had help, but like he's the sole writer for yeah. this movie, like yeah. credited. Yeah, which yeah. is like that's pretty. It's pretty good mm. for like a single writer to just go out and write something like this tight. Yep. Well, yeah, like back in the day where we had uh, sketch comedy shows on 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 Australian TV, and you had some space for c- comedians to actually practice and get better at writing. Mm. It's interesting what actually got made after. Yeah, well. It's annoying that we don't have that now. <laughs> it's just a, it's a whole genre of comedy that you it just don't just see. That that got shot. Yep. <laughs> just got taken out back and was like, you're too expensive. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Say uh, hello to the Western. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're done. Yeah, no, it's good. Bit of Australian comedy. I also yeah. think it's like when people say Australian cinema, there's like something that people always picture in their mind. I think this is different. This is like totally more, different. Like, yeah, I feel like people think of like, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's either like the old, very old Australian cinema mm. or like some of the newer, weirder stuff. But like, I feel like this is like that early 2000s, like late 90s, early 2000s, like comedians making yep. Australian movies. Mm. Like, yeah, The Castle, mm. The Dish, like all these like... Oh, I love The Dish. Different, like, and this is like, yeah, those were like a bit earlier and then this mm. is kind of like the later phase of that. Yep, yeah. But I think it was as it was dying, that's why it is underappreciated. Like mm. it was towards the end and it, it's really good, but because the whole like sub- another, genre had fallen off. Or like, yeah. Two Hands? Two hands, two hands is quite love a good two hands. This one. That's one of my favorite. That's another one I showed you. We've done actually quite a lot of Australian films when you think about it on yeah. this podcast. We I've got Wake another one I want to show you guys. We well. had Wake and Fright. Wake yeah, that well. was a good one. Wake and Fright was real good. Uh, I have another one I want to. It's good. I need to watch it. I've haven't watched it in a long time. I want to rewatch it. Then mm. I'll show it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's oh, very, boy. very. Uh, oh, I was also going to say that I super enjoyed seeing Melbourne from two thousand three. That was that's nice. That was really nice to me. I was so trying to pick up on so like, small. Yeah, tiny, yeah. Tiny like the first city. scene. I'm like, what shopping center is that? Like, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, and <laughs> like, like I was like, oh yeah, I can tell this is Melbourne. But the only spot like I recognized was Parliament. Or yeah. I was like, I know this is Melbourne. The only spot like I recognized yeah. and knew where it was was Parliament. Everything else, I'm like, I recognize the name, the Colder. I don't know. Where like I think, I, yeah. I think his partner's house might have been in Fitzroy. Yeah, like Fitzroy somewhere. Like all of those suburbs probably look. look I, don't same. I don't know. Or maybe back then they all looked fucking different, and, that, and uh-huh. anyone from them would be like, "Yeah, this is fucking this place." But yeah, it, there was certainly no moment like in Secret Life of Us where I'm like, "Yeah, I've been to that page." Yeah, <laughs> except for <laughs> Parliament. <laughs> Fuck no, good, good, good pick, Morgan. Very Thank good pick. Thank you. Glad you enjoyed it. Totally. Uh, is that going on the Norwich family? I watch think it list? will. I yeah, think it will. I think I. <laughs> I think your family would enjoy the latter scene quite a lot. <laughs> Both the latter scenes. <laughs> yes. How did he fall backwards? <laughs> I've just realised how did he fall backwards? Not just when it's lean forward. Yeah, when it's yeah, lean forward. What has like, he done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love. Like, I love how slow it was. Like it yeah. was so, and it didn't cut away. No. It's just like the full. God, yeah, fucking amazing! What a what a great spot for uh, Kim's. 
to just feature. The Fuck cameos yeah. are good too. Like, yeah, because Brett cameoed yeah. right at the start. Yep. Peter oh, Rose yeah. Thorne. And then I think there's a few others throughout. Tony himself. Yeah, yep. Tony. Mm. It's good. On to what else we've been watching. It's been um, a while. Who's Who I, wants to go first? I was just going to say two Netflix things. So I mm-hmm. watched all the, the One Piece show and fuck, that was great. I think that's a great show to have on in the background okay. if you want to give it a crack. Uh, it's like um, The Mask meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's right. it's some... F- oh, and, and uh, um, Kung Fu Hustle. Okay. Those three, three kind of themes chucked in together. Um, it's very... A lot of anime tropes in there and it's written kind of like a kid's action movie, but there's also people getting like decapitated and cut in half and shit. That's cool. Right. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, I will say there's some cool action. I really enjoyed the action. <clears throat> CGI seems used really appropriately, but then they've built all these amazing sets. Mm. Um, like the the actual source material One Piece is fucking gigantic. The, I think there's close to like 2,000 chapters of it. Whoa, okay. Something like 1,000 okay. episodes of the anime. There's a lot there for them to work with and it seems like they're taking, you know, like 100 episodes at a time, shrinking it down to a season, which is great because mm. you can just, just take the best bits and go, okay, this is what we need. Um, the, the feeling I got watching this first season, being a fan of One Piece, mm. the first show I've watched in a really long time uh, since, I think, Game of Thrones season one, where I've gone, this feels like they've adapted the source material well, instead of just copying and pasting and being like, well, what can we add in? You know? Because we've had so mm. many disappointments of like um, you <coughs> Artemis Fowl. We had Wheel of Time. Well, Wheel of Time Don't maybe even get it's me started on Artemis Fowl. Um, Game of Thrones didn't end that well. We All know. these things. Yeah. But that's when they move beyond the books. Yes. Well, this, that's when they... That's when they well, transcend the source material. No, that's when... Transcend. Transcend. Oh, transcend. That's fun. I actually saw, you know, how I I have a, you know, a, a hobby. I'm Do you? Hobby. Uh, but it's that's like, exciting. What I, is it? I like I like buying physical DVDs. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's really niche. It is. Uh, <laughs> not it a is lot of people do that. <laughs> no, that's not a lot of people cool. do. Thank you. I'm, we'll have to uh, talk about that more. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know me, physical media isn't dead. And uh, I saw what I thought might be the perfect box set. A <laughs> oh, solid gag, more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where that what gag came the, from, but it was good. What was the perfect? What box was the perfect set? box set? Was it the Faulty Towers box set? No, Game of Thrones <laughs> season one through seven. Either. <laughs> so not eight at all. It was just one through seven. Even seven's a bit weak. I know, but, but the way yeah. that, the way seven ends I with think, her, I would say one through five. So yeah, well, perfect box. I set. would say one and two, <laughs> and then past that point, they stopped giving a shit. Valamogulus. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was so nice that whole two. year where Game of Thrones ended badly, and everyone's like, what, "But why?" And I was like. See this what that feeling <laughs> that feeling of smug superiority yeah. that you just brought there? Yeah. That's what I'm feeling as a Collingwood supporter. You were definitely more smug when you walked in the door today. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, we've beaten you down pretty hard. <laughs> I've run out of puff. <laughs> You've run out of alcohol in your system. We yeah. can remedy that. Just do another lap of Smith Street. <laughs> <laughs> Still you be say going. you watch two things? Yeah, uh, I've started watching... <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. Thank you for bringing that back. That was so, so, so nice. <laughs> two things? I appreciate You've only I've talked about one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a rambling fashion. <laughs> one! <laughs> I'll admit... I, I, I let it get off the road. <laughs> I was distracted. I've, I've started watching Sex Education. I'm up to the ah, yes. Are you learning much? <laughs> I know I know you've struggled. 
Morgan. I'm fire. I got a lot learn, of mate debate I energy. Did learn, <laughs> I did learn a lot about chlamydia. Uh. No, great, great show in that it shows all these things that other shows have not been brave enough to do. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely adore the main friendship between a, a gay man and a straight man and they're just very, very close friends. I think mm. that's a fantastic thing to display. I love how inclusive it is with everyone's sexuality. I do think it is written quite uh, tropey and almost like if you take away all the, the risk, like all the, the things that they are doing which are unique and new, it is a pretty average and generic will they, won't they rom romance comedy thing. Mm. I'm kind of over Maven Otis and I'm into the third season. Yeah. I'm over there fighting because I'm like, Don't this doesn't worry. feel like teenage. I, I know they'll get around or whatever, but I'm mm. like, this is the point where you need to decide what the show is doing with it because I'm sick of, who cares? There was an element there too where it wasn't like, there was no idea about how long the show would actually yeah. go yeah. on for. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't seen the fourth season, but when they announced that that was the last one, I was like, yeah, cool, okay. Yeah. They know. Yeah. I will say, having I've, I've watched the fourth season, I won't spoil anything. I will say... By the tenth, by the fourth season, it's it, there is a bit of a repetitive thing. Like I think Otis is shit every season, mm. and then he learns a lesson uh, at the end. But then like there is a noticeable, especially with the latest one, where it's like he's just shit again. Mm. And he hasn't learned. I was a bit over that, but like the season four is just worth it for the other characters' journeys. Like by the end of like season four, Adam's journey was like that yeah. is. I think when I look through the through line of the show, that's my favorite arc Ad- is Adam's story, and like especially in this like like it's. Yeah, like I, I, you feel a lot. It's very beautiful. Well, I the, think. the comment I feel about Adam is like Adam lives a tough life, but it, like, there's, a, there's, I've just gotten to a scene. Oh, sorry, there was a scene in season two where uh, they're talking about Adam hooking up with, um, fuck, who is he? Otis's friend. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Shooty Gatwa. Yeah, that, I know his actual name. Shooty Gatwa. Uh, his real name. And Otis is like, name. that's, he's been your bully. Eric. Eric. Eric, Eric. thank you. There thank you. you. And he's, Otis is like, and I feel like there's never, so far, I hope this comes, there hasn't been any actual like reconciliation of the fact that Adam was a horrible bully to Eric for a really long time. Mm. And they never, and I'm like, this is like where I'm like, the show is a bit tropey and a bit shit because there's so many like quite heavy topics that they will talk about maturely. But then there's <clears throat> Mr. Groff and his wife getting a divorce and Mr. Groff just turns up on her doorstep late at night, clearly drunk, saying, take me back. And I'm like, if we're really talking <laughs> about separation, that is not something that happens casually. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but I totally same, get that. But it's just like some of those moments were taking me out of it. But the rest of the show is really, really nice to watch. Mm. So I'm like, there's no, I haven't hit a scene so far where I'm like, this is now... Beyond the pale, yeah. I can't understand mm. why you would write this. Mm. It always because I think you were saying to me, Morgan, as we were walking in today, it's in this kind of fantastical space where it's like an American high school in England. Um, but it's got all this weird like eighties fashion yeah, and the, like different. It's like all different era eras. So strange because they've got high phones and the phone. Yeah, the phone situation is weird. They're riding around on bikes. A lot of the the actual vehicles seem quite old. Yeah, yeah. It's a very weird. It's like it's a fantastical it's just a space they've created space. to tell exactly. this. They're like, yeah, yeah it's very Which, interesting. I appreciate. I'm fine with. That's that's where I'm like, yeah, okay. That's why the show. I don't is, think because it's never good. it's never really relevant where exactly. where it takes place. Exactly. This is just yeah. where it's taking place. I feel like that's the big strength of it. And it, yeah, great show. I'm really enjoying watching it. And anything that showcases Gillian um, Anderson like that. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Just like oh, she, champion. She's yeah. She's easily one of my favorite things oh in the whole god, show. That's an interesting dynamic as well. I think her 
and Otis's relationship in the show is quite a good draw. There's some really, really good actual conversations between uh, a mother and child there that I think is important. Mm. I, I'm glad that they're on TV. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's that's one of the absolute strengths of the show. Nothing but strikes for Jillian. <laughs> Hannibal. Uh, oh, she's Hannibal. Then The Crown. Oh, my God. Uh, and then this. Uh, it's like... What was the Defender or... The, the British crime show she was in... Oh, the one with the guy from Fifty Shades. Yeah, that was pretty. Um, good. That was pretty good to watch. Jillian, Anderson. the fall, the fall. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing but strikes. Nothing but strikes. Nothing the X Files. The X Files. <laughs> just nothing but strikes for Jillian. Fuck! It really. There is like a such a disconnect in my mind from X Files, Jillian, and everything and she's then done Hannibal. now. <laughs> <Jillian>. <laughs> but she's so good at X Files. Oh, it's a shame. It is. It is funny to go back and watch that. <laughs> And see David Duchovny. Because <laughs> David Duchovny is just like so obsessed with himself. And like, was he Californication as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was basically <laughs> just David playing along yes, with yes. yes, like writing his life and whatnot. Oh, amazing. Amazing shit. What a funny, tragic individual. <laughs> Sorry. Anything else? That's me finished. That's all I want to talk about. Alex? Oh, yes. What do you got, baby? I got a few things. Did uh, you go see that movie with your brother? Yeah, well, no, brother actually couldn't go, so I went solo, but that's oh, nice. I would have come. Oh, yeah, this I is I wanted true. to see I it. Didn't know, I didn't know you wanted to come out that far. Rude dude. Uh, out that far. What did you see, Eastland? Yeah. <laughs> so far. You could have gone Forest Hill. It's <laughs> <laughs> in between. It is in between. Wait, why didn't you invite me? I'd have gone to Forest Hill. Well, I... Next time I will. Uh, so I saw The Creator, uh, which is a sort of sci-fi film. I was saying to Morgan before uh, that, you know, visual effects are great. I think the acting's really strong. I think it's talking about some interesting themes, mm. but it just does not gel together at all. I feel like if this was a, you know, six-episode, you know, TV miniseries... They'd have the space to talk It would have the it. space to be a little bit more. I feel like the emotions didn't quite come out yeah. and it's so then you're thinking about it just on an intellectual level yeah, okay. as opposed to an emotional level so I think it was a bit of a mix seeing, I still don't want to see oh it. yeah totally yeah. Yeah. if good, nothing good else action? but the yeah the action's good the visual effects are great like cool um, yeah so it was a bit of a mixed bag but mm. uh, I think I it's, ended up liking it it's an interesting thing because it's like you know a high budget sci-fi mm. standalone property it's been a while it's since we've had rare something like that for Hollywood these days oh yeah totally um, <clears throat> yeah that's cool. And what, yeah. What else uh, you got, my brother? I saw... Now, this has been a film that's been on my list for ages and ages and ages. And I thought, I'll watch it finally. It's called Network, which is... Uh, oh, it's it's an old 70s, 70s, 70s film that I hadn't seen before. I really want to watch that movie. Is this, oh, is this my a Lord. prequel to The Social Network? No. <laughs> this movie is apparently quite insanely influential. Oh, I was watching that film... And I finished and the credits were watching and I was like, I don't think I've seen a film that impactful mm. in quite some mm. time. Mm. It was, I think I might bring it to the podcast. Yeah, I was like, it. Reading about it sounds yeah. good. Faye Dunaway as well. It's like, all got that sort of older actors in it. Robert Duvall. I've yep. seen a lot of people talk about how relevant it is to Oh, it's so it's relevant. It's Lemay. How insanely, how insanely it's like Sydney Lemay. Yeah, it, it of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it is just, maybe, maybe you'll bring it. Yeah, I'm thinking I'll bring that. I just really just knocked knocked my socks off about how relevant oh. it is for a film that's 50 years old. I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I um, definitely want to watch it. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'll bring that. I watched uh, Talk To Me, the yeah. uh, the Australian horror, you know, film. Made by the Raka Raka, who did all those cool YouTube videos when we were they in high did, school. They did, they did indeed. 
And the film is good. I just feel like these characters were just playing with fire the whole time. Mm. Like, why? That's the thing. Is like, why if I can't, are we tempting? Yeah, this that's team? the thing. Is like, like, I can't imagine a situation where I would do that. So no. why are you doing that? Correct. It's <laughs> like there is. Yeah. Like I think I think the the pale kind of finishes for me. Like teenagers do stupid reckless stuff. stuff completely fair and like you know that's absolutely some, like I feel like that's some part of growing up you've got to mm. do shit like that mm. you've got to recognise that there is risk fine but I think if I was a 15 year old I would understand demons be demons yeah. yep and we don't tempt well, the demons take it back to last movie The Empty Man where they're like just <laughs> fucking around blowing into bottles and it's just, just like summon and I'm like but I'm also like you. when like we did do that where I was school we'd be like this is stupid yeah, <laughs> what do we do let's go do something dumb but like you know within the realms of like reality like we're doing stupid shit but we're like let's blow into a bottle and some of the demon it's like what the here's, fuck here's where if it, here's where it would become something I would do mm. if it was just known that you could summon demons mm. and we got like we could go to like the forbidden library or whatever and pull the book and like, yeah, no, we'll do it, but we'll do it right. That's what I would do. And I'd fuck we'll have up. a plan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got to study it. Like we're not just going to summon some fucking idiot. We're going to get a circle of protection in guys. Well, in talk That's to where me. we finagle Nosh to do it. Yeah. Do the research. We've got the plan. Like, but you mean that I could be on the Collingwood football team? <laughs> <laughs> so in Talk To Me, they did have a plan. The mm. problem is the plan goes awry. Uh, okay. But they did have a plan to how to deal with this demon. Well, but anyway. I, I really want to watch that. Yeah, it's very I, good. I think it, it, yeah. it's just very well made. Mm. I thought it was, you know, it was spooky and tense and, yeah. Cool. So I really liked it. Um, we should make a movie where, like, a bunch of teenagers oh. summon a demon and the demon's like, I just want to go home. And they're like, no. Like, we, haunt us. Haunt us. <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't want to. And it's just like they're the demons. They're like harassing this demon. I think that's a. See, I think there's something real solid there. I think yep. there's really something solid. We'll there. cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> and and just two more things. Another one on my list that was there for a while. Man on Fire, which is a Denzel Washington film. Mm. He's a bodyguard. Yeah, the people yeah. people were like. When they said, yeah, we're just going to light a man on fire and film it for an hour and a half, people were unsure if that was going <laughs> to be Denzel a good movie. Denzel fucking Denzel, nails. yeah, he is he, oh, so committed. Oh, my God. Uh, so he's, he's, he's a if bodyguard. You can, if you can't tell, I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's, he's a bodyguard protecting a young, uh, I think it's Dakota Fanning. Yeah, where, where uh, because are they in America or are they no, in No, like, they're in Puerto Mexico. Rico? Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, and so there's a series of abductions mm, going through mm, the sort of mm. wealthy community Ooh. and Denzel's hired as a bodyguard to yep. look after this little girl. Yep. Um, it is brutal yeah. in the sense like, uh, without getting into too much spoilers, I, I can see a little bit like Liam Neeson Taken vibes. Yeah, from that's this. what I remember from but watching like, the movie. The way in which Denzel dispatches with some of these mm, corrupt cops mm. Hoo-wee. <laughs> uh, this is intense. And we watched the ending as a... As, oh, I can't remember who I was watching it with. Maybe it was mum. Anyway, uh, and we're watching it like, is that how it ends? Mum and son movie. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, is this how it ends? And then we Googled that there was an alternate ending <gasps> and we found it on YouTube. Better? And that alternate ending is so much better. <laughs> so is that is that? Did you look into why? Was it a studio like decision? A, yeah, I it was have... a studio decision. Denzel wanted the alternate ending. The director he was would, like... He knows what's best. Yeah. The director was like, nah, I don't know. Uh, and the studio was like, nah, pull it. Mm. Uh, and so then Thank God, the studios mm. are always, they're just on fire these days. Mm. They make the right call 100% One of the times. times. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like genuinely. The artists know fuck all. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. 
And uh, oh, it's directed by Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's brother, who oh. did a whole bunch of other stuff uh, oh, as yeah. well. Arguably the, six, the most successful Scott <laughs> sibling. <laughs> uh, have you seen his alien? <laughs> Tony Scott's alien? Yeah, it's Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> that's all Ridley, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, I want to give a bit of a shout out. Uh, Morgan invited me, spare at the moment thing, sorry, Zach, uh, to go see Theatre Camp. Mm. Uh, which was, uh, I had a great time. Great movie. Great movie. Great sort of fun, funny. Uh, it was giving me like, yeah, like um, Wet Hot American Summer vibes, yep. but like kind of like a bit, yeah, mm-hmm. a bit of like like Glee, but not Glee vibes mm-hmm. in there. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and all being it. drama kids. It was Is it the spoof on the, because I, I eat up anything that's like, do you remember in drama where you'd stood in all blacks and there was like one light shining on all of you and you went, the sun. <laughs> it's pretty shit. yeah it's pretty like it's pretty spe- like if you because we did drama like and i because i did showtime as well mm-hmm. like, and a lot of it like hit home, like, oh, it did. Like, oh yeah 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 and like because like yeah like the people who were like running the theater kept these people are like, like this is their life like, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and like they're telling there's like there's like one scene i'll because i saw this on tiktok but like there's like this girl doing this performance and then they're like, she has to cry. So she's crying. Mm. And then they're like, whoa, wait a minute. And they get up on stage and she's got like this like lip. She's got like this thing. She puts on her eyes to cry. And they're like, this, this is doping for theater sports. I'm you. I'm not just, dis- and they're like having a go at this girl. It's like, you do not apologize to the person you're acting <laughs> with. Yeah. Cause that's fake. Yeah. That's fake. <laughs> we don't want fake tears. This is doping. <laughs> it's, that's awesome. It's so very, that's, a, that's a really good joke. Like uh, yeah. And cause yeah, it's kind of like, Document. There's like I don't think they're filming a documentary. Yeah, it's sort of like a doco vibe. Style. Does it have that? What, do you remember that Netflix thing? Who did the Who did the dicks? Yeah, um, like American that? Vandal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna watch American Vandal again. I remember that being hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's hmm. I think I don't know. You'd probably find some enjoyment in it. Hmm, it's pretty cool. good. And it's, yeah, I. It's very weird vibe. Mm. Like it feels weird, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, I think I I had a good, great time. Yeah. Um, and just finally, you know, we've only one episode away. From the finale of Ahsoka, and my lord, that fuck! It's been good, man. Has it it has turned a fucking corner. I literally, I finished the Thrawn books like the week that his episode came, and then like mm. hearing his voice, I literally like, I don't know. It feels, it feels good inside my heart. <laughs> <laughs> my heart is full. You yeah, know, in I'm the Grinch, like, uh, where yeah. his heart grows yeah. too big. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah! It's right. it's it feels good, man. I don't know how it's. I don't Bit know if it's Star member berries, but yeah. it's fuck. It feels good. And then like Ray Stevenson, I've yep. seen a lot of people like it's crazy that like because like he sadly passed. So it's like mm. it, it's like it's sad that he's not getting he's not around to hear people praise his performance mm-hmm. as this like I wouldn't even say like like a dark gray Jedi ish kind of vibes. Like he doesn't. He's not fully on the Sith train, but no. he's not. You know. Uh, he wants to. I think the way he wants to break the cycle. Mm. <laughs> it's like what he's said. Basically, of empires like, rising and yeah. falling and rising and falling. He's and so war and interesting. Like he just stands there and he, he like he just stands there and you're like, oh, there's a lot going on in his mind right now. Like he's seeing beyond everything. Yep. He's just and he's just standing there and I'm like, this mm. dude has a presence, man. He does. He does. He's so cool. And like even his um the Ivana, I think her name is like the apprentice. Like she's a bit more like that. Sith vibe, but also like a bit different. I th- She's a bit reckless. And I think the the latest episode, maybe they're setting up like a redemption for her potentially. Yeah, potentially. We'll see. Or maybe she'll be, I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's just so good, man. I don't mm. know how they're going to wrap it all up in one episode. I know. what It's annoying because I do, I'm enjoying it so much and I do have all these questions, but I also, I'm like, I don't care if they don't. It's, I'm getting mm. stuff, but it's like, mm. 
what's been going on on this world, man? In this yep. other in this other universe, what's you've been happening? You've been here? there. You've been there for maybe 15, 20 years. Yeah. I don't know. And then but you see like, like like Thrawn's like half destroyed ship, all these yep. stormtroopers with like their fucking gold. Yep. Like the Japanese pottery armor. Yep. And you're like, what the fuck's been happening here, man? Tell me the stories from this fucking universe. Yep. Who have they been fighting? I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck yeah. Dude. <laughs> I'm sure in, you know, five years' time, there'll be an animated show that fills mm-hmm. in the gap about what happened is, in that is time. Ahsoka... And an animated show about the gap between the animated show is and Is Ahsoka, Ahsoka one and done? Or is it... We don't know. I don't think so. I think the way it's building, building up, it feel like there's more. Yeah. I, I think Disney are going to try and make as many Star Wars shows as possible. And if, if, a show, if Ahsoka lands and is popular amongst the fan base, mm-hmm. then it's probably going to get... It really feels like he's seasons. just been killing time with his other shows to get to this point. Yep. He's like, I've been just... He's been like... Like, you can tell, like, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll write Mandalorian. And then he's like, oh, people are going, people are enjoying this. All right, I'm going to put some time into Ahsoka. Every season of Mandalorian, he's been putting more time into Ahsoka. And it's like, I'm done with that now. I'm I'm done with with Mandalorian. I'll play with these toys now. (laughs) But they're like the toys he's put the most love and care and time into. which is And it's all building to a movie. So the Mandalorian will... And that so Mandalorian will end, Ahsoka will end, Book of Boba Fett will end. Uh, it'll all build towards this story, but which is apparently maybe a little wise, bit. Remind me where it's between Return of the Jedi and uh, Force Awakens. Okay, so there's going to be a, a movie that comes out that is between Jedi and Force Awakens yep. that is about Ahsoka that will build from all the building blocks from the Mandalorian from the shows, yeah, yep. or build into one. Oh, um, and, and I assume. Uh, um, Res- no, sorry. Fucking The Resistance Show? Well, not The Resistance Show. Star Wars Resistance. Star Wars Resistance. No, 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 no. Uh, Andor. Andor. Yeah, Andor. Oh, well, Andor said shows. before. Uh, yeah, but That's between three and oh, four. Oh, it is, it is. Yeah. Sorry. Apologies, yep. Because he's dead. <laughs> <They're all> dead. <laughs> Moments before A New Hope. <laughs> yeah, so it's just... Oh. Really cool. Like, mm. if you've been, like... I can't imagine, because, like, I've only, like, recently, like, gotten to Thrawn and his character. Mm. Like, if you've been a Thrawn fan from, since, like, the 80s and 90s... Oh, yeah. It must be... And you're still on board. must be mm. very rewarding. Mm. And I, I'm, like, waiting for a new book to come out, because, like, apparently, yeah, Timothy Zahn's, like, working with, like, Thrawn, and he's, like, what's, what are you doing in your show? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'm, I'll bring that back to the book. And then, like, the book informs the show. It's very... I'm, like, yep. this is very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll read... Because I, I imagine that the book will probably fill in that gap but mm. what's been happening in this universe. I'm like, that's what I want. Those mm. are all yep. my questions. Yep. And I like the way he writes. Mm. So I'll do that. And, you know, we'll get the film and we'll get the DH Luke and we'll get Ahsoka <laughs> and we'll get Grogu and we'll get Din Djarin. I am glad. The Avengers. So glad you guys have got a good season. I cannot think that you're going to get more than this good season. I don't know. We'll see. It's Rebel, I, it's rebel I season. Certainly I get the feeling it's a two-season story. Yeah. And then we'll get that <laughs> and it'll be decent. And then if they carry it on because they think they can, it'll be shit. Yeah. Because yeah. it, like, any, any hope that the movie's good is... like either. I'm surprised. I'm like, dude, can't you just make like a two-season show? And like, I'm happy with that. Yep. Yeah. Like you've you've done the first season well, and obviously like Thrawn's only in the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. And he, like, okay, you've got more with him. Do two seasons. Mm-hmm. Bow out. Nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, um, is that it, Alex? That's it. Go for your life, Morgan. Uh, why? I don't know why my computer's been fucking weird. It's just come alive, hasn't it? I think the internet died. Um, <laughs> it's still going. Yeah. It's, um, um, theater camp, good. Rewatch Drive, which is good. Yeah. Oh, the Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, 
watched Little Mermaid, the live action. It was so. Oh, meh. I've seen that. It's yeah. Very meh. Yeah. Um, I, I liked Ursula's I liked Ursula, the, yeah. I liked the well Poor Unfortunate Souls is a banger but I mm. really liked the live action Poor Unfortunate Souls I thought that was good but then the live action Under the Sea no fuck that just yeah, that was no terrible. gusto no nothing to it at all no, like in, in a sea full of colour I was like this is no vibrancy no I was like wow. even the singing I thought was like yeah. phoning it in yeah. on that song yeah. anyway um, I, I did think uh, part of this world was quite good. I thought oh, the actress it's a was great doing song. a really good job throughout. Mm-hmm. And they changed the lyrics, so mm-hmm. "I Kiss the Girl" isn't as rapey mm-hmm. as it once was. Which is good. Uh, yeah, they did some good things. I yeah, didn't right, like the yeah. new songs. No, you could yeah no. kiss them goodbye. No. Um, um, yeah, um, I did like the meme that uh, King Triton gets around. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> none of those daughters look <laughs> no, alike. None of them. None of the best. King of the entire ocean. <laughs> All the seven seas. Mm. Um, watched You Are So Not Invited to My Bar Mitzvah, ah, the new Adam yep. Sandler Netflix movie, mm-hmm. which is actually really good. Is it? It's like Happy Gilmore meets Eighth Grade, which is that amazing oh, coming of age movie. Okay. Because it's like, I think it's written and directed by a female director, just so it's, mm. uh, and then it's Happy Gilmore production. Uh, starring um, his daughters. His daughters, yeah. his daughters. One of them's the main, and then his other daughter is like her sister, and then mm. his wife is also in it, but not playing his wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's actually surprisingly good. Like good coming of age movie. I really enjoyed it. I think the name really lets it down. I don't mm. think it's a very capturing yeah. name, mm. but it's really good. And like I think it's yeah, I really enjoyed like him in it. Like I haven't enjoyed him in he's a bit of hit and miss these days. But like, particularly on he Netflix. was like a supporting character, like. I think like if this is his thing, where like happy like happy Gilmore, or Gil- yeah, give it happy, to his daughters. And what's it? Gilmore, Happy Pro- Madison. Happy, sorry, happy that's Madison, his, his production yeah. company. If they're just going to keep like producing movies like this with like, it's, it, I think it definitely seems like his daughters were like he he was listening to them and what like yeah. it felt very contemporary mm. and like yeah, it seemed like a very collaborative and I really enjoyed it. Considering like I didn't watch like Murder Mystery two, I watched Murder oh. and they were fine. Like they weren't good. Like this, if this fine. is the direction he's going, it's pretty good because yeah, he was just a funny supporting character. Yeah, and like, I think I think it's always been his position that he's like, I can make good movies. I mm. just will get forty million dollars if I make a bad movie. It's like you know, I will get. He can't. Some, he can't keep doing uncut gems or um, grown ups five. <laughs> no, uncut gems was good. I don't know. <laughs> Uncut Gems was stressful. Well, yeah, and his performance was like, whoa, okay, mm. you can act now. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, he, he, but he, he does. He's always been, been like the wedding no, singer. No, but beyond, beyond comedy. Really beyond good. comedy is what Did I'm saying. Did you not see... 51st States, I think, kind of is an indication. But it's still in that, that comedy wheelhouse. Yeah, no, wheelhouse. truly, truly, absolutely. But um, there's that Anderson movie. Um, not Wes. PT. <laughs> the other one. Um, and like, God, Click. Paul Thomas. Say Paul Thomas, about yeah, PT. Not being very funny. It does tug your heartstrings. Mm. That scene where he's dying at the end is, is like, rightfully mm. dramatic. Punch Drunk Love, that's what it is. Oh, that's yeah. pretty full on. Mm. It is, yeah. Mm. Mm. He's, I think he's a frustration for me because he is talented. But, yeah. And he's aware of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's he, like, you he's know. He's about personal gain first, which, you know, you know what? Fair enough. The world, get make your bank, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm. Um, and shit, he has. <laughs> Don't be jealous. <laughs> no, no, I just think, yeah. Anyway, I remember, I remember listening to a, a actors roundtable after he did uh, Uncut Gems, mm. and it was like all these actors that were nominated, <laughs> and it was like Adam Sandler like is drunk. sitting down yeah. with like Tom Hanks and you know Austin well, Butler or whatever, and uh, it's like, yeah, even he was a bit embarrassed that I'm being talked about in the same league as these other guys. It's like. 
uh, there was a similar thing, I think like 10 years ago where you had all these actors from really uh, like the good comedy shows of the day. And you had like people from um, Always Sunny and, mm-hmm. and like writers from The Simpsons and like The Conan Show. And you then had the guy that made Two and a Half Men <laughs> in that room with all these people. And you could just, like, I watched the entire thing and he knew. Yep. <laughs> he was like, I don't deserve to be here. No. I'm in, I, I can't make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for money. Yep. <laughs> <And> that's it. <laughs> Good shit. Um, oh. Also watched, rewatched Blues Brothers, told you that. Mm-hmm. Watched Spotlight. It's a pretty full on movie. I watched Spotlight this last I week I watched well. it as well. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's actually quite bizarre. Spotlight's one of those ones like uh, Moneyball for me that I can watch that. I was just, Every I was just wanting a investigative. Yeah, like, I was just like, you such know. a good payoff. Mm. Oh yeah, my no, God. that's very good. It's and what struck heavy, me, but it is heavy. But what struck me was this, the soundtrack. Mm. Like I hadn't noticed the that music the for spotlight's amazing. It just yeah. has this sort of sense of dread mm. and builds and builds and builds. And you just sort of dragged along, and it's yeah, no, the soundtrack was great. Yeah. Uh, watched Bottoms, which was uh, oh, I wild see that. time. That was like, abs- like I didn't think it would be as absurd as it was. Mm-hmm. Like the ending, I was like, oh, I did not. This is this is cooked. This is like not in our world. Like I thought it was like ground. Like oh yeah, American high school. Very fun time though. Um, Emma Seligman, great. She did Shiver Baby, and um, and then the uh, actress from Bodies, the bear. Bodies, Bodies, and oh. the Bear. Yeah, the yeah. oh yeah. So yeah, Ao's in it, and then Rachel Seno, who's yep. in Shiver Baby, but also in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that, a great one-two punch there. Mm, that's a yeah, that's a good movie, uh, and there's like a lot of like just random like cameos in there as well. Uh, watch the first two, I think, of the uh, Anderson shorts that are coming out. The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar oh and The Swan. I tried to watch The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar and I had to stop because I think it's terrible. <laughs> Genuinely, I was watching it. I'm like, you've gone too far. This is not a good movie. I couldn't stand it. It's not a movie. It's a story. Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> oh, he really, sort of- like we were talking about this before I'd watched this. He needs to step away from film for like five years. And I think this is like the proof of it. It was interesting because it was sort of... I've only seen Henry Sugar. I haven't seen the others. But watching it, it was like... It was veering closer to an audio book yeah. than well, to it's, a film. Well, it's just Roald Dahl stories. I know, but it was read. the way it was, you know, every bit of every, action was everything. described or narrated, sorry, by someone else. We weren't shown it everything. It was kept entering my mind that was like, if you just stopped the narration, this would be a good movie. I would be enjoying this if you only had the actual dialogue spoken. Mm. Oh my God. Interesting. It was, yeah, it's interesting because it sort of sits in this sort of in-between bit where I don't think it functions as an audio book mm-hmm. and I don't think it functions as a movie. As a movie. A well, as a, it, it, like, I, I thought it was interesting, mm. but I wouldn't say I liked it. No. Uh, I think it's like a stage play it, yeah, or a radio yeah. play. It mm. really grated on me. It's I just couldn't, cool. I couldn't handle it. I was like, mm. I'm sorry, man. Something a bit different anyway. I, I like just seen... sitting there and I'm like, I'm just like letting it wash over me. I'm just like, this is nice. I'm eating my breakfast. Mm. I'm just having a good time. And you know, it had the typical... It made me want to rewatch um, Over the Garden Wall. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> no, the second one. There's Logan, some visuals please. in the second one where I'm like, I just want to sit and be comfortable and watch Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> and there's an element okay. too that, you know... I guess you expect a level of stagecraft from Wes mm. where it's like you expect it to be meticulously put together mm. and that delivered on that front. And framed perfectly. And framed perfectly. And, yeah. and it, it's, yes. It, it, uh, like As a technical like piece, Like all of the visual I think stuff, it works. I was like, mm. this is this is really beautiful. As, mm. as Wes Anderson 
like does. fucking does nails. Like he's he's figured that out as much as he and I would hates love to enjoy that. Mock him. I, but those TikToks were better than this movie. <laughs> That's what really <laughs> fucking frustrated me. Mm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> interesting. Well, there's still two more that I haven't seen, or maybe three yep. more. Mm. I'm gonna watch them. That's only four. Four. Cool. Mm. Yeah, the first one's the longest. It's like 40. The other, yeah. the other two that are out is 17 minutes. Mm. The second one's pretty good. It's really cool. There's like a really... I don't know. I find it visually satisfying to mm. watch. Uh, also watched Gran Turismo, which is, you know, on the, the same, the exact same level as Wes Anderson. Oh, sorry. The, uh, the, the car one. Yeah, the uh, the PlayStation marketing oh, movie. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and you know what? It's a rocky start. <laughs> but the ending's pretty good. Like oh um, Blomkamp, you know, classic Blomkamp stuff in there, man. It's good. <sighs> Neil Blomkamp is a fucking salad. Like the writing <laughs> at the start, bit rough. Then you get into it. It's actually really good. Because that's why I was watching. I'm, I don't want to watch this. And then I was reading a bunch of reviews and they were like, the ending's really, like the once he starts, right, it's really fucking good. Mm. And then I watched it. I'm like, and, I, and also double vet. I'm like, oh, I know this racetrack because I'm into F1 now. Say, and I was like, oh, was and say. then there was like this one where it came up. It was. It's called the um the Hoodoo Ring or something. The mm. Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, this this is that fucking dangerous track. I'm like, oh, like this is one where people like die all the time. And then he crashed. And I was like, oh, it was nice to have that bit of knowledge. And then he crashed on the track. I'm like, that's the dangerous track. Why is it still part of the like, dude? That's I had this extra layer of knowledge because I'm into F1 now. And I'm like, oh, I I know all these tracks. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's the Red Bull circuit. <laughs> Oh, and then they do Le Mans and I was thinking about uh, Ford versus Ferrari because they do Le Mans at the end. And Ford I'm versus like, Ferrari is so good though. Mm. Ford versus Ferrari, is, that's another movie I think I could put on and just let it like wash over me. I Ford versus Ferrari gives me like Moneyball vibes for you yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it, hits, it scratches those itches, absolutely. I'm I never watch- thought we'd do the podcast long enough where do. Morgan would say... <laughs> Ferrari. No, that I loved Grand Turismo. <laughs> I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. I'll show it to you, Alex. We'll have a good time. <laughs> Nell Wolfkamp hasn't made a good film since District 9. That was his first one. So, yeah. yeah that's and Peter true. Jackson was there with him God, what was holding it? his hand through what? the whole film. I like Elysium. I like Elysium. Elysium. It was oh. like... Yeah, but this is what happens. Like, the concepts are all right. Like I didn't even. Mm, I, no, I think he had a very loose understanding of immigration issues. Like fuck, I thought all of that was so surface, and like you could have a really honest discussion about. Oh, class also, I it did the no. thing I fucking love, where at the end it was it shows you like the real life people and like what oh, their stuff yeah, is because yeah. it's like it's based on true story. Yeah, and so it goes like it shows you like game. the side by side. It's it shows like the side by side like footage of them, and I'm like, I love this shit. And then it tells you their life story. Like they go on to like win 50 races and you're like, oh, this Wait, is so he? nice. The actual Yeah, racer. the actual driver is still a driver. He did all his um, stunts as well for this. Like wow. he was his stunt Fuck. driver yeah. for the fill-in. That's pretty impressive. I, like, and I you're a gamer. It, you get that. I, I get that. I find it very <laughs> It'd be cool to Well, go. no, that doesn't shock me at all. Fucking racing. Like the way racers train now is to sit mm. to a racing yeah, well, like, and drive the, the Racing tracks. drivers, like one of the things they do now is they stream them yes. like on a racing rig at home, like in yes. between seasons. Yeah. They'll go and be like, oh, I'm going to make extra bucks. I'll go on a Twitch and I'll stream myself yeah. like driving on a sim. I'll, I'll write <laughs> off this 15 grand setup as a tax break because I'm a Twitch streamer. Yeah. Um, Orlando Bloom's performance is fucking comical. Yeah. <laughs> his was probably my biggest problem with the movie, but David Harbour was good. Mm. I don't know the main guy. Like, I'm I don't remember bit, his name. It's good. I'm a bit concerned about David Harbour and his career. I think, I like, think, I think, I think he, the guy can act. Yeah. Like, I've never once thought yeah, that this guy can... <laughs> I didn't see Hellboy. He, he just either. hasn't had a strike outside of Strange uh, Stranger Things. This is it, baby. 
This is no. he's, he's gonna go on to bigger and better things no. after this movie. <laughs> no, Black Widow, meh. Uh, Hellboy, oof. He was one of the best parts of. Black I think Widow. he's just got a bad agent who keeps picking. Yeah, it's. The, but bizarre. at the same time, I don't know what opportunities are open for David Harbour these mm. days. No, I don't know yeah. either. It's like I watched... like he's got to wait for the whale to come around. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got to wait for like another that. whale. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, even something like was it Casino Royale that I was watching a little while back, and mm. he's like the snarly American CIA mm. agent mm. in in like one of the yeah. Bond films, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that's David Harbour. Yeah, uh, fuck those movies. <laughs> You watch, so you watch. Uh, uh, Gran Turismo, his career's going to take off. <laughs> Nothing but strikes. I feel like his career is... He needs uh, Julian Anderson's pretty agent. Pretty good. Is what he needs. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. Whoever switched after Californication. <laughs> you mean I'm not on that fucking show? You mean David? <laughs> landed a fucking series? <laughs> Where's my series? <laughs> um, apart from that, I finally finished, I finally watched Invincible season one. Oh, you finally you enjoyed it? it? Yeah, I liked it. I liked yeah, it. It was good. Uh, J.K. Simmons just like yeah. I think season two comes out soon as well. It so does. I that time that. J.K. Yeah. Simmons is one of the voice actors in the Baldur's Gate three game. Mm. I think I he's really that, yeah. good. He's really fucking good. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting because of course he's a good voice actor. He's a great actor. Like, yeah, it's, it's not hard to translate yeah. from acting to voice acting. I don't think if you're fucking solid at acting, it's really easy to step into a box and be like, oh, there's no pressure. I'm not in makeup. If we take another take, you know, I'm not ruining a $10,000 shot. Yeah. Brilliant. Let's keep going until I got this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it, I think. Okay. Awesome. Thanks very much for Bad Eggs, Morgan. <laughs> Thank Hi. you. That was a real gem of a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> gem of a surprise? Gem Alex of a surprise, is, Alex is going to buy that movie on, on physical media. I will media. find it and I will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the Bad Egg uh, physical media DVD came in like an egg carton. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it looks so good on my shelf. Uh, oh, thank you for listening, awesome. audience. We'll be back next week with Alex. Oh, okay. And Or a guest. Time to watch Network. Or yes. a guest if we can. We'll see. Oh, I love Network, so oh, I'm, I'm definitely so bringing that, it. I think. Yeah, the social network is great. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It, it is, is a good movie. It is a good movie. Because when people think Fincher, they think Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback to the <laughs> fucking mate debate, mate, that we filmed earlier today. That was well such done. a good call. <laughs> if only it was in this episode. That was so good. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next time (laughs) with The Social Network. Yeah. This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.